0: Hello, everybody. This is Tom. Just a quick message to let you all know that although we promised at the end of the last episode that we would tackle the Iron Giant, unfortunately, we still haven't gotten around to recording it because uh, life has gotten in the way. I've been very, very busy with my job and Ed, uh, he gone and done a baby. He, he, He done it all on his own. Um, and yeah, that's it. He's got a baby now. So, very difficult to fit in podcast recordings. So, I'm really sorry about that. We definitely are going to record an episode on the Iron Giant and it's going to be great. But as I'm sure you're already aware because you've downloaded the title this week, we are covering Cloudy with a chance of meatballs. And this is an episode that we recorded a long time ago and, uh, I never got round to editing, but I've done it now and here we are. And it's actually one, it's quite a good episode, I think. So um, I hope you enjoy it. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Talking Tune Ticks, the podcast where two cousins uh, analyze children's films through the lens of politics and philosophy and whatever hair-brained, half-baked things come to our little heads.
1: Yeah. No. Half-baked is the operative bit of that sentence. So. Today's film, was it your choice? It was it was my choice and I chose something else and then you were like, what about Cloudy with a Chance of Meatball? Oh and no. I was like, okay.
0: What did you choose otherwise?
1: Yeah, I think I chose How to Train Your Dragon and we've both seen it a million times.
0: Oh yeah, so I was like, let's try and do something that we've both not seen. Mm. And thus I stole your choice as mm. I always do. <laughs> Next one will definitely be. We could do How You Train It. I just kind of feel. Yeah, mm. no, that would be interesting. We could do that. We, can, oh, yeah. Um, at some point, I'm sure we'll get to it. As if yeah,
1: there's a there's a million other things, but we did Cloudy with the Chance of Meatballs, and I I don't regret it. It was it was nice. Did you like the movie? I liked it. Did you like it?
0: I I enjoyed it. I watched it for the first time this morning in preparation for this. I've got some notes. I haven't gone mad. I don't have any wild theories. <laughs> I'm not? not sure how interesting this is going to be. <laughs> I, I mean, I no. I mean, there's a few reads on it that I think are glaringly obvious. Like they're textual, you know. But yeah. Well, I I hope. I hope. I'm looking forward to hearing what you. I got. Took I, got away from a couple
1: it. Of, I got a couple of takes on it that I think were. I think a couple of them were. Um, like, like, there's a, there's a few things that are obviously glaringly there, and there are a few things that sort of come out the sides a bit oddly. And yeah, I don't have anything mind blowing, but but I d- I do think it's a it's a leaky film, in the sense that like 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 a lot of covert stuff sort of comes out of it. Un- I, 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 like it, it seems like it wasn't planned like a lot of a lot of um sort of you know how there's this um f- there's this modern take on ghostbusters that it's like really Reagan-y. and it's it's really right wing
0: right okay i that haven't kind, seen that, seen that video thing. essay <laughs> no Which it's 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 like
1: i've i've seen it all over reddit and stuff it's quite a common take I think but that everyone remembers Ghostbusters as being this sort of wholesome adventure movie yeah and and you rewatch it again today and it's like oh it's like it's really uh like small government like like pro pro entrepreneurship in a in a kind of a kind of an embarrassing way
0: right okay
1: I feel like this I think I think cloudy with a chance of meatballs has a couple of the same things
0: okay cool yeah, I need to rewatch Ghostbusters. Mm. Um, <laughs> with that in mind, cloudy with a chance of meatballs.
1: The the modern Ghostbusters. <laughs> so, um, well, well, actually, Ghostbusters is the modern Ghostbusters, which is even worse.
0: Well, have you seen the new one?
1: No, but um, it's I, got
0: Paul I, Rudd in it.
1: I know. He's been in everything for the last
0: fifty years. <laughs> Well, he he was the he was the child in in one of the like Halloween 2 or something. Oh yeah. He, in an early Halloween movie. He um, was one of
1: the leads in in The Cider House Rules. And that was Oh wow, like,
0: yeah. That was
1: like 1990 something.
0: 95 mm. maybe with Toby Maguire. Yeah. But Billy Maguire. Hmm. So this movie um uh, should we just do a run through? Like, uh, yeah. what, what, what is? What were your expectations of, of this film when you, uh, had you heard of it before? Had you seen the poster? What did yeah. you make of the title?
1: I've seen a poster. I'd seen it. It smells to me of like highly constructed movie. It seems really like everything from like the character design and the the sort of textures and feel of it, it smells sort of. Focus group to me. Do you get
0: that? Right. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, but I think I do get that for sure, but I get that from most uh, family films that come out of Hollywood. Right. Yeah. Um, Maybe more so here. Yeah. Mm. I guess I kind of got it very much with uh, Mitchell's versus the Machines.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, Uh,
1: um, I don't know, but for some reason, I tend to get it less with I don't know something really. You you, you get it less for me uh, the further up the the prestige chain you get. So the Disney and Pixar type movies tend to feel a bit less than that, even though clearly they you know, the same thing produce massive company. Yeah, s- but they they're
0: they're, they're well written. <laughs> so that they, they disguise the focus hmm. group stuff <laughs> really well right yeah no so, i do this... know what you mean this, this is this the first film by lord and miller who did phil lord and chris miller who did they oh. went on to do the lego movie and then uh, they were supposed to do um, Han Solo movie, and they were, they did half of it, and then they were they were fired, and they brought on Ron Howard to finish the movie because their their version was too comedic, and Catherine right. Kennedy was like,
1: "This isn't these guys." Are these want. are the, the um into the Spider Verse guys. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: So, I was working in the cinema when this movie came out in Cineworld World Ipswich, and I remember seeing the poster, and I remember just just think oh, oh that that looks stupid that just looks <laughs> th- like it's, it's very childish but uh, i've got no interest in seeing that yeah uh, i was pleasantly surprised when i watched it this morning but yeah. I, I have to say there there are, there are there are there are family films that i would actually pay happily pay to see as an adult like i don't know most things by pixar um, as you say, the more prestige stuff, and I don't think if it wasn't for this podcast, I I wouldn't choose to watch this film. I don't think. Yeah, same. I mean, I'm glad I did. It was yeah, it was
1: surprisingly good. But mm. yeah, I've seen my fair share of like. Middle believe, of the road. Mm-hmm. I believe you've. <laughs> I I believe in software development circles, it's known as shovelware, where you just create content for the sake of it just put stuff <laughs> right. out by right. and, and, <laughs> yeah contribute to capitalism by volume rather right. than yeah yeah quality
0: yeah but you know here's two you know filmmakers that would go on to make really great stuff and this is them like mm. testing you know approving their metal so to speak um, yeah and they were you know lego movie is great i think they were behind lego batman um maybe Uh, not but then but then spider-verse is you know a masterpiece Mm. so if this you know is part of their journey to getting to spider-verse then you know good on them yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) i remember seeing the poster and thinking so cloudy with a chance of meatballs so it's about the weather so i just immediately assumed that it's going to be some because it was around the same time, or it feels like it was around the same time as that documentary *An in Inconvenient Truth. Yeah. And yeah. I kind of assumed it would be this heavy-handed environmental allegory. Mm. So I went into the movie expecting that, and then I was kind of surprised at, oh, it's not really that. I mean, it kind of is. Is this movie about GM crops?
2: <laughs>
1: Oh that's surprising I didn't think of that
0: at all I thought
1: it was like Yeah It's like I, I thought it was um The climate change thing Was just so Obvious That it just sort of Comes through anyhow Yeah Um. Yeah I mean, It's just the it's
0: basic sort of, yeah. Like uh, Don't fuck with nature And don't be greedy Really Yeah It's just a, a greed Like Allegory isn't it
1: Yeah yeah,
0: sorry. A, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A, uh, a metaphor. Um, metaphor. Analogy. Analog. Analogy. Yeah, but there's a, a cautionary tale. Oh,
1: like a, a fable. A fable, right? right. right. Yeah, it's yeah. a
0: gre- A fable about greed. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, it is. So, uh, who who's our uh, who's our main character? The main character is is
1: Flint Lockwood. Um, Master Inventor, voiced by Bill Hader, very I think funny bef- guy. I think he, I think before he was like proper famous, he must, yeah. he would have still been doing Saturday Night Live at the, t- at the yeah,
0: time. Yeah, there's a few Saturday Night Live people in this, right? Mm. You got that other guy from Lonely Highland.
1: Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So there's this guy Flint Lockwood. He's an inventor, and the film opens with him saying um him in school at show and tell and he's invented spray on shoes uh, that's
0: right and i this is because i went going into the movie thinking this is going to be an environmental movie and he opens with yeah i i've invented something because i want to tackle the biggest issue for our community that that, that our community is facing today mm. and so i assume, i instantly think great in uh, like the weather like in Greta Thunberg this is the Greta Thunberg moment and then he you know he trips me up by saying uh mm-hmm. uh the uh under untied shoelaces is the biggest problem that my and community it, is facing today
1: it was there was a shot of all the kids looking down at their feet and they've all got untied shoelaces
0: it's uh it's, it, yeah there's lots of um this whole movie is really good at there's loads of moments where they play with expectations uh and there's a lot of really great visual gags where they set up a precedent for you to expect something to happen visually and then they do the opposite and it surprises you and they do that verbally as well a lot and that's that's a good one of them because you i think you're supposed to assume that like i mean that's always like the that's the classic that's what that's what humor is that's a joke yeah, is it's like setting a bait up and
1: switch kind of kind of thing
0: well like is there's a the gap between what is expected and what actually happens is so extreme that like mm. that there's a there's a it's humor what's the it's funny what's the
1: bait and switch thing yeah you you set up to expect one thing and then something else happens there you go right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but um yeah, even even really simple stuff. The the one joke I loved for some reason just really caught me off guard like the first time I watched it was um can you keep a secret? No. Nah. Yeah. And um, it was it's just nothing. It's a throwaway line, but I, like something yeah. in it just really tickled me. Like, yeah. yeah, that that's and that kind of thing is all all through the movie, which is yeah, it's charming. Um uh, so yeah, uh, Flint Lockwood invents these spray-on shoes, and he puts them on his feet from a can, and he's got a brand new pair of shoes. And the first thing anyone says is, "How do you get them off?" And he can't get them off; they they don't come off. And everyone laughs at him for being a loser.
0: Yeah, this film like definitely um, hinges on the whole nerd jock dichotomy. Like that is still, I mean, Jesus. That, that, I mean that was born in the sixties or the seventies, and it to see it in like modern contemporary films. Yeah, is, that
2: that is, wouldn't
1: fly today just because of the proliferation of just nerd culture everywhere. Everyone well, the loves nerds have inherited theory. the world now. Yeah, and Marvel <laughs> movies are the best thing ever. And
0: escape rooms are popular. Oh, I, I build yeah. escape rooms like that's a thing now. I, I I've I would never have. You know uh, it's not really my bag but people that play them and enjoy them and, and design them and you know they are running culture now that's i mean that's cool you know but like uh, it's not something i you know people that play dungeons dungeons and dragons is popular now yeah. it's like mainstream yeah which is wicked i need to try it by the way i've never played it you? Uh, same
1: i've i've played it maybe once badly and i've never I've um I've I've done game master of, of like knock off other roleplay stuff, but I've not done a Dungeons and Dragons before.
0: Well let's let's strap in. Yeah. You know, embrace the let's get a the century of the nerd. Let's get but a game hey,
1: together and go go, go <laughs> slay some warlocks or whatever.
0: But this film was two thousand nine, right? Was it? Yeah. I again I did notice it. And They're still, they're still like really heavily relying on the, oh, nerds are lame and the jocks are the cool ones. Yeah. Yeah, sad. Yeah, it felt a bit dated. But anyway, yeah, he's, he's the nerd um, who likes to invent things. And he's like the crackpot inventor, uh, very much in the vein of... um, I'm thinking he drew he. I mean, firstly, he looks a lot like Rick from Rick and Morty. Oh yeah, yeah. But he secondly, he he seems to be based on the. Uh, I can't remember the name of the actor, but in Honey, I, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and Honey, oh, I yeah. Love the Kid. I do know who you mean. Yeah. You know the kind of, lovable but clumsy idiot, like an inconsiderate like father who just loves inventing things, and... I think that must go
1: back again to, like, Jerry Lewis type, Nutty Professor type kind of thing.
0: Yeah, definitely, yeah. So... Yeah. Yeah, you've got this mad scientist guy, and it's, 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 there's a strange kind of mixture in the quality of his work, because there's a lot of visual gags um, about his layer. He's got, like, a a science lab layer, yeah. and he pretends to like uh, do a like a hand scan on a wall I think it's a hand scan or a voice yeah, yeah like detector and then it's just it turns out that the the whole thing is just a curtain and he pulls it across and then and he's he's doing all the sound effects the mechanical electronic sound effects with his mouth mm. so he's like yeah and all oh, that so yeah. it's quite amusing but he's also built this highly like technologically advanced machine that can change water into food yeah it's not and and it's, it's like if he can make that then like how, okay, <laughs> why why does he have to make these weird sound effects to imitate a door with a like a curtain yeah <laughs> it's 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 very
1: children's logic movie yeah it's very it's funny like, yeah, it's it's sweet, but it doesn't hold up to scrutiny remotely. And nor should it. Like It doesn't have to. But, you know, there's, there's a bit where they're deciding, what does the machine do? It turns water into food. Can it make eggs? Yes, it can make anything that's food. But surely, like, if you're a yeah. real adult human in the real world, you'd think, well, why just food? What is food? What defines food? Why can't it make, like... I don't know, medical equipment, that would be more useful. Yeah, Why yeah. don't we have these in every hospital? How
0: does it form a burger? <laughs>
2: right,
0: yeah. Well, that cut, yeah, well, we'll get into that in a bit. <laughs> I, just, I noticed um, what, the, the first laugh out loud line for me was a very dark line. Because as a child, this character invented, well, invented? He crossbred rats with birds. <laughs> and there's, birds. there's all these rat birds. <laughs> That are still flying around feral. And, like, there's a scene when his father is, like, concerned. His father is saying, maybe you should give up inventing. Um, and he's like, what? The, you know, even the rat bird, rat bird problem has calmed down now. And in the background, there's three, like, little kids. And a rat bird flies down out of the sky and picks one up. <laughs> and, and flies off with it. And the other two shout, Lily! just play dead (laughs) i thought that was so Uh funny a dog um yeah so he's an inventor and his working class it's a classic working class dad who is Mm. the moral center of the film who just doesn't get what his son's doing and he's just trying to teach him to do right
1: the dad is brilliant, and I cannot believe what I read on Wikipedia about this movie was that he was just, like, written in at the last minute. Really? All the early drafts were, like, basically this is the movie, but the dad isn't in it.
0: Whoa. He's such,
1: he... he's, like, it's, the movie is about this kid and his dad and struggling to, like, impress his dad, and it's just, like, they they tacked it in at the last minute. They just thought, oh, this doesn't this is just a movie about greed and, and it doesn't have an emotional core. We need to have some kind of tension behind it.
0: Yeah, you need to have someone like kinda of judging him and you know, so we know mm. you know how the movie feels about him. He's a bad person for what he's doing. He's a, he's a terrible human being. Like this is just Yeah. So fucked up. Like what <laughs> this character does. And yet we still call him the hero. And allow mm. him to have his redemption because he learned his lesson. Americans just fucking love their redemption
1: plots. I love that you also thought that because I, to me, this movie is just, um,
0: it's so the, fucked up.
1: The 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 overwhelming metaphor for me wasn't the climate change thing. It was like Facebook or SpaceX or something. Okay. It like, it like feels like, like tech bro ego nonsense. Oh it feels God! Like yeah. Yeah, it feels like he's just this spoiled nerd who has um, wants to do the move first and break things, cultures. Yeah, thing.
0: yeah, he's like Elon Musk.
1: Yeah, and and just doing what he wants, not no, not answering yeah. to anyone. Well, he's just...
0: like uh, he's a millennial kid, like run wild, right? I mean, his mom, his dead mom. Yeah, I mean. Mm. His mum told him when he was a child that um, the world needs your originality. Like, that's just such a toxic thing to tell a child. Like, you're special and that you're unique and you're so original and the world needs you. And so thus, like, and then she dies. And so Mm. that galvanizes that in his mind. And he just goes on to become, (laughs) like... This awful inventor that invents this awful machine, which basically, which close to destroys the world. Yeah, and it's basically yet he
1: Facebook. still gets to be the hero. Yeah,
0: it's it's a bit
1: yeah, he, and he's not even it doesn't even like he wasn't focused on solving the problem. The whole motivation for him,
0: the motivation... So let's start from the beginning. Okay, yeah. I yeah, guess yeah. there's a lot to get into. Okay, here. so he he's... he lives in a tiny, I a, a tiny island in the Atlantic yeah off of off of the 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 coast of new york something yeah new york state yeah
1: um yeah we see at the beginning of the movie he um uh yeah let's 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 round out the intro bit he um uh he yeah he runs away from school when everyone makes fun of him and he runs home and starts crying his dad can't comfort him he doesn't know how he's he's like trying but just can't Voices, emotions properly, and his mum is the only one who can comfort him and tell him how original and special he is. Yeah. And there's a little montage of him inventing all these things, like like, uh, like the rat birds, and and
0: yeah,
1: I don't know, a, a TV with legs, and 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 a machine that like speaks for for a monkey. Oh yeah. An annoying monkey who is lovely. <laughs> but yeah. Um, and yeah, that's that's that. And then he introduces um, the t- the town he lives in. Uh, yeah, which is the only town on a tiny island in the ocean off the coast of the United States. And, and they're
0: famous for uh, sardines. Mm-hmm. And but then for some reason they used to export a lot of sardines, and then for some reason demand for sardines just Diminished. Why did.
1: The... Uh, it's okay. not really explained, but yeah. Nobody it's...
0: outside wanted the sardines. Yeah. So they had to eat them on the island, and he's sick of sardines, and his father sells like tackles. His father has a tackle shop selling bait to catch sardines with. And it's all very dreary. Yeah. Which is, you
1: know, it's quite a nice motif. It doesn't totally come off, I guess, but it's a bit of backstory to the community that, you know, it's sort of slowly dying because there's, it's all reliant on this one industry that has fallen out of favour.
0: Yeah, people don't like eating sardines anymore. Mm. It's just quite funny now thinking about, especially after having seen that, you know, Seaspiracy documentary, mm. now we're all so much more aware of, of, um of climate change and uh and of of the damage that fishing does uh uh and now we're being told to, you know just going in expecting this movie to be an environmental movie and then just having the, all these compa- characters complaining about how many how many sardines they have to eat like or something like that it was <laughs> it, sounded, it sounded so warped but yeah so there's too many <laughs> That's right, they have to survive only eating sardines because the rest of the world won't eat them. Yeah, it's not a
1: huge part of the
0: story, I but guess. But they've got but a it's... lot of water around them, Yeah. because they're an island. So he wants to invent a machine that turns water into food, just food, <laughs> just yeah. generic food. But it's, I,
1: I feel like it's unclear at this bit of the movie exactly what he's trying to do. It's, it's like it's not set up properly that that's the problem he's trying to solve. Uh, he doesn't seem concerned about that because he's just inventing stuff at random through yeah. this whole montage. So I think he just accidentally hits on something that is useful for his community in this one way. But it seems like the, his but whole not, motivation not really... is...
0: It's not all that necessary, like, okay, so they have to eat sardines, but they're still nourished. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's not like it's a desperate need. It's not mm. like there's no food at all. So yeah. he, he, he invents something frivolous, for, but it backfires. For, in
1: order to get famous and impress his dad, basically. Yeah. and That's, that's the whole thing. God, this
0: guy's such a piece of shit. It
1: is, it is Facebook. He he made something that's useful for like a very specific thing to impress his dad and get famous. Yeah. And it has the unintended side effect of ruining
0: democracy. And he also <laughs> likes to think of himself as Marcus Aurelius. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> has the same haircut. Oh, um, yeah. So, oh yeah, so big belly laugh. Um, y- you've got that there's this brand of sardines that the town used to produce and the mascot of the brand is a, a little baby with like next to a, a knocked over cart of, of of sardines and the little baby's saying oops um, and it's like a little cartoon but the the real guy who was the model for that, who was the baby model when he was a baby, is now a grown man, and he's still living off mm. the fame of of being the mascot for this sardines company. He's, yeah, he's like the, the guy from. <laughs> it's so funny. It's. Yeah, it's <laughs> I don't know if
1: it was like inspired or, or or like they they had in mind the guy from the Nirvana album cover art, who has since like spun off into oh, all kinds of crazy really? stuff.
0: Really. Wow. Uh, th- yeah,
1: he's he's doing like grifts at the moment trying to run a thing to like s- some scam like he's he's That's always said mad. his whole life like he loved it and he loved being the guy off the Nirvana album and post like re reposing for the photo again every year and stuff and he's just an adult but but naked in his own. But and and now he suddenly said it was like exploitative and like it's it's, um, you know, he's nude in the photo, so it's child pornography or something. He's <gasps> yeah, he's made he's made up some oh, really boy. ingenuous bad faith claim, and, and is is like suing for some. It's re- it's bad. Yeah, the guy's just kind of uh, off off the rails. It's the same like child actor kind of story. Sure. Yeah. Wow. But anyway, yeah, that's this guy, this character, so
0: there's baby that guy. Brent.
2: And uh, and there's the mayor. Oh, there's the mayor,
0: voiced by Bruce Campbell of Evil Dead. (laughs) Love Bruce Campbell. And also, very much, like, the look is very much modelled after the mayor from Jaws. Same same haircut and same kind of, you know, greed and profit over everything else kind of attitude.
1: Okay. Again, haven't seen Jaws, so... uh,
0: What? I know. Uh,
1: i mean i know enough i know all the bits i know all the all the beats and like the rough story i think i've seen like the last twenty minutes a dozen times yeah so like but yeah haven't seen it yeah but um, um yeah it's a it's a common character trope. I love what they do with him though like his his gag the gag for the mayor is that he's he's this tiny little man. Uh, in a struggling town, and and he's got all these harebrained schemes to try and, uh, you yeah, know, reinvigorate the economy and be a be a big star and stuff. And as soon as the movie takes off and the uh, food, weather stuff takes off, he starts ch- chunking up, and and you know, by the middle of Act Two, he's in a mobility scooter and like morbidly obese, mm, which is yeah. like uh, uh, politically. Uh. But but you know, it's a it's a fun gag.
0: Um, yeah, the mayor he's doing some unveiling. What's what's he unveiling at the beginning?
1: He's he's made a sardine themed amusement park.
0: <laughs> this
1: is his his That's first. That's right because scheme. he
0: wants to, he wants to boost tourism. Yeah, and they've yeah. they've.
1: Oh, I can't remember what the name of the sardine in it. They've got this massive, great big goldfish bowl, like like hundred feet tall. Oh yeah, with the <laughs> and it's biggest got the world's the, in the it. world's largest sardine, which is just a normal sized fish. <laughs> with a quite, f-
0: flaming hoop for it to dump through. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: quite a good gag. It's just a, ma- a massive tank with a like a normal fish in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: One fish. Uh, and then you've got the the police officer who's really intense who does like parkour and Mm. he jumps around a lot and he's voiced by Mr. T yeah which yeah is
1: fine it's funny
0: yeah I guess
1: I think I think the joke there is that it's Mr. T who is like his existence is like a meme like it's just automatically funny whenever he does anything
0: whenever he says anything yeah yeah which oh, yeah, it's fine. So the Mister T police officer. I wonder but, if it was written for Mister T. It Must have been. Oh, it could be anyone.
1: You you know who that character reminded me of was um uh. Uh, Joe from Family Guy, the cop in, <gasps> in the wheelchair. Oh yeah, who is just like intense at weird moments. And, yeah yeah yeah. And like the first the first gag that got me with this guy was um. Like he he jumps on our protagonist and he's he's like you're up to no good. I'm gonna arrest you or something. And Flint distracts him by going, look a jaywalker, and it's just a guy crossing the road. And he immediately just like rugby like tackles him. On <laughs> him. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Which yeah no good. Yeah, take that, American cops.
0: Police violence. <laughs> yeah.
1: Consider yourself owned.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so meanwhile oh yeah that's right they're opening the sardine
3: Mm. the
0: sardine themed theme park meanwhile uh, some big news uh, channel send an intern a pretty intern to go and cover it Mm -hmm. for the channel and they send her with a cameraman
3: Mm -hmm.
0: and the gag is like you know, I'll let, the, nobody wants to cover this, so we'll just send an intern. She's, she's, what is it? She's cute and she's perky. Like, yeah. that's, we don't expect anything more from a weather girl, basically, is yeah. what the guy says, right? It's a
1: nothing story that they need to cover and they send the least qualified person. Yeah. Although, you know, in reality, she's incredibly smart, but, you know, she's just yeah, the Yeah, yeah, but they're just judging her yeah.
0: for her looks, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, yeah, she goes along to cover it and she's really passionate about mm. the weather, right? Yeah, she's...
1: Yeah, it emerges later in the movie that she's, like, really into meteorology, but but her motivation at this point seems to be she, she really wants to be a proper, like, a, a weather reporter, a, a real journalist, and be on TV and be a star. And... She's just the intern sent along to do this crappy story.
0: Right, so there's the big unveiling of the fair, mm-hmm. and then meanwhile, what's his name, Flint, is mm-hmm. trying out his, like, turning water into food yeah.
1: machine. So, so he's invented this machine, and it, seemed it he hasn't got it working yet, because when he tried it at the beginning of the movie, it just it tripped all the power. He didn't have enough power, and his dad told him off and told him to get a job. So he's now using this opportunity of everyone's at this unveiling the amusement park. He sneaks out um, and he sneaks into like an electric substation and with some jumper cables and to try and steal some more electricity, you know, you know, more, more higher, more professional grade electricity.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: A higher caliber of electricity. Yeah. yeah.
0: And it all goes wrong, and he rockets yeah, around on this too machine much, that he's too built. Much too much electric. Too much electric. Bad electric. Makes Rainbow Rocket yeah. fly around town.
1: And the rocket ruins the theme park, and it ruins it ruins uh, Sam, the intern's uh, report. News report. And, yeah, it makes and it, it a laughing shatters
0: the Yeah, and it shatters the big fishbowl. Yeah,
1: and some rat birds eat the world's <laughs> biggest sardine. <laughs>
0: It's really a bonkers movie. <laughs> um and then uh and he's hiding mm-hmm. on this dock by the sea, and Sam, the, the young lady, the weather the reporter, she finds him and she asks him about his shoes and they're his spray on shoes that he's Mm. he invented when he was a kid and there's a moment when she says something really intelligent like she she says something scientific about how they were made she's like oh my god it's like this i I can't
1: remember some plastic polymer multi-peptide she says something something smart and then she
0: catches herself and says oh no wait uh oh wow they're shiny you know basically stopping herself from saying anything smart because mm. you know she would then be a nerd so she has to be a pretty cool girl and it, yeah again it's just like that the nerd cool girl <sighs> dichotomy just feels so old hat you know I, and
1: yeah i i mean not a girl um and happily a nerd so like i've not encountered this in the wild but is this a real problem
0: that people have
1: i don't or want to get being judged
0: being judged for being a nerd yeah is i mean i don't think so now i mean i think it's cool to be a nerd now
1: i mean the 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 thing is the, it's like it's like cashed in the movie as sort of a a of sexism type thing like she's trying to be cute yeah she's trying to be peppy. something she
0: isn't um, mm. to try and fit it's, in and it... I, I
1: don't want to say that that doesn't exist because of you know I don't you know I wouldn't have experienced it even if it does but I, I feel like that doesn't exist no no one's shaming you for being smart at stuff
0: right uh I don't know <laughs> probably to be honest probably so yeah um but not so much anymore yeah <laughs> I don't know. I've never stepped foot in an a city school. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right. But like, I think nowhere near as like it used to be a legitimate thing in the 80s or the 70s, you know. But now, I mean, the the movie that I remember that that made, like really played with that, how that changed culturally was um, 21 Jump Street. Have you seen 21 Jump Street? Yeah. I think that might even be written and directed by the same directors as this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Yeah. Okay. So um, that makes sense. So they're really hung up. They're obviously nerds who are really hung up on the nerd jog thing. (laughs) Because because, um, uh, in 21 Jump Street, you've got... The obvious jock, played by Channing Tatum, and the obvious nerd, played by uh, Jonah Hill, and in school Jonah Hill is bullied and Channing Tatum is the cool, the coolest guy, and um, but then once they've graduated and uh, they're adults, or no, they're not adults. They're in college, and they're hired into this. Uh, police force who have to int- infiltrate high school to try and catch drug dealers. So they're not high schoolers but they have to pretend to be high schoolers to catch a drug dealer. So they have to go back to college. except now they're adults and times time has moved on and it's now it's cool to be a nerd and it's cool to care about stuff and be passionate about stuff and and it's frowned upon to be a beefhead. So when they were in school, Channing Tatum was the king. And Jonah Hill was the was bullied a lot. And now they're back in school as adults. And Channing Tatum is is mocked for being a stupid meathead. And right. you know, and all the kids are like you know, they care about the environment and, <laughs> and it's led by uh, Dave Franco, James Franco's younger brother, who's so funny as like the millennial, like sensitive cool kid you know who just he's into theater and he cares about the environment and you know it's i found that very funny um and jonah hill is like accepted as like he's like the coolest kid in school anyway um so uh yeah so she's like covering up her intelligence and she feels like she has to pretend to be a uh, just a stupid, blonde, kind of... Uh, she has to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. dumb, it, dumb it
1: down and try and be appealing. Dumb, it down.
0: To, dumb it down and be appealing. Yeah, which is a really good message, but then the film undermines that. You know, so they set up this precedent of her saying something really intelligent and then correcting herself um, and being dumb, mm. right, to, to try and keep up appearances. But then she... Actually, is dumb and and stupid, but she's doing she's dumb sincerely, like when she's listing off all the foods, like oh I like food. You you mean this kind of food or this kind of food or this kind of food? And it it's oh, I feel yeah. like that was really undermining the point.
1: Oh uh, I don't know I didn't get that I mean one thing and she's I... easily
0: she's she's a stupid <laughs> she's a stupid girl who's easily distracted by a, a cat video.
1: Yeah. That's, that's, I mean, that's, that's really true. Like, I I don't know. (laughs) One, one thing I can tell you as a certified smart guy, I went to Cambridge, don't you know? Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, (laughs) uh, One thing I can tell you is that, like, the the people who are, like, on paper the smartest and, and, like maybe actually the smarter like there's just no correlation between any of the kinds of smart you can be really yeah. worldly and know lots of be really handy and also be really smart and like be good with diy tools and be a brilliant driver and also know a dozen programming languages and you can also be i don't know the the head of linguistics at some uh, high prestige university department and yeah, not know I'm how to tie to your shoes yourself. Yeah, yeah. That's, that those are real people, and, you know, they yeah. all exist. Every combination of all yeah. of these skills all exist. There are some really talented people. And, and yeah, so, it, I, I mean, it absolutely rings true that, to me at least, that, you know, you would be a expert meteorologist and also be just, like, dumbfounded and hypnotized by cat videos.
0: Or, like, the possibility of, of any type of food. Yeah, and just list yeah.
1: foods until you can't think of more foods. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. Okay, well,
1: she's cute, anyway. <laughs> Plus, she's voiced by Anna Faris, who is just... A, very funny, yeah. Yeah. And um, apparently beloved, and, like, she's one of those celebrities that is wholesome and beloved in popular yeah, culture. Yeah, I
0: don't know. Have you listened to our podcast? No. She she is... I don't have beef with her, but there's something... Yeah, she she does seem to be very beloved, Right. But there's something I don't know a bit shallow about her I don't know. No, no, I sound awful now. Ah. Oh. Cuz I I I heard about this. Uh, I think I heard her Yes, I heard her interviewed with um on the Mark Marin podcast. Mm-hmm. And then that made me want to um listen to her podcast. And I did and I listened to it for a few it was almost like an Agony Aunt podcast, like Anna Faris gives you advice on your relationships and stuff. Right. And it was just one of those podcasts where, you know how, it's, I just find it really annoying. It's so cringing when it's like, welcome to our podcast where we, we give you unsolicited, um, you know, un, unqualified, completely unqualified advice. And, well, you know, they're proud of the whole unqualified thing. That's what we're doing i know (laughs) i think
1: yeah i think this is just some unchecked
3: sex
2: yeah but we're not
3: giving
0: we're not not giving people advice on their relationships like
1: i mean granted it's not important but we are telling people (laughs) what to think about the these movies are good and bad for these reasons that's what we're doing
3: (laughs)
0: it's not even that I I don't have any beef with Anna Farris. what's
1: wrong with Anna Faris? Scary Movie 2 was a masterpiece
0: she's great, she's really great she's so funny in Lost in in Translation and um, she's in Brokeback Mountain she's like a a ditzy wife of one of the guys that Jake Gyllenhaal has a gentleman's affair with in that movie it's really oh. good. She's really funny in it. I don't um,
1: remember Brokeback Mountain at all.
0: I watched that movie like four or five times in the cinema. It's one of my favourite movies. I've, I've I've seen
1: it and I remember it being great and moving at the time. But it was like I
0: can't imagine you sitting
1: it through was, that movie. It was um. <laughs> it, it was
0: it, it
1: was just completely overshadowed by its own reputation for just being. Right. Oh, so we're doing we're doing that now, huh? that was that was the oh we're doing that now her movie um i guess i which I is love i mean it. it's great someone had to be the first and and yeah i mean it's good that it like blazed a trail but um it, it just means i don't remember any of it
0: it didn't really blaze much of a trail though did it i mean there were other like movies about gay relationships before that but then afterwards i mean i guess there are a few it kind of it didn't really open up the. It wasn't like floodgates, you know.
1: I think nowadays it's just. I mean, there's not there's not as much stuff that's explicitly about that, but it's like, it's. I I definitely feel like it's far more far far more acceptable to be. Um,
0: oh God! Yeah, for yeah. sure. No, I'm just talking about like in terms of movies, like cinematic representation. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, that's what I was I was gonna say. Yeah, just oh. like if, if if to be. I I don't know. There's there's far more scope for being a, a you know a, a, a celebrity or an actor or or a piece of art or something that is just you know about homosexuality as as one of the themes among a big plethora of other stuff going on. Like yeah, I, 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 don't know, I, I think we're beginning to have
0: we're even beginning to have movies that are about relationships and they just they just happen to be a gay relationship, but that's not the mm. crux of the movie. It's yeah, just. Yeah. It's a relationship movie it's not a queer movie mm. which is cool.
1: And yeah, by all means there were you know queer movies before, but it's it's like very mainstream to that said, um, you know some of the people I follow on Twitter and, and Tumblr and all that all the, all the social medias are, are just constantly angry that there's there isn't enough stuff at the moment. Uh, well, that's
0: what I, I mean yeah. that's kind of what I was saying. I'm 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 not sure well, I guess we need a list of all the movies that are made mm. and we need to see which ones because yeah, uh, otherwise I don't know if I can. Uh I guess there aren't there's so um the one of
1: the tweets I saw that I feel like must have been like last week even was all we want is uh, a rom-com about uh, a same-sex female couple
0: yeah they, they there was Just there was a christmas movie last year about a same-sex couple with uh Kristen stewart and um what's her name it was a rom-com it was a christmas rom-com but with two girls yeah. Kristen stewart and the other one but really i haven't like. heard
1: of it which kind of proves my point
0: I it was it was heard of. <laughs> um, yeah, I I don't know what it's called.
1: <laughs> let's pr- let's try and Get make up the, the title. What? Um. Ding ding dong merrily on Christmas. While we're on the subject, um, I came across. I came across a whole subgenre um a few weeks ago of uh Cold War era um, Reagan Gorbachev slash fiction.
0: Whoa.
1: Um The tagline was um Mr. Gorbachev tear up this ass.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> well, wow
1: gonna have to try and find that again that was entertaining
0: spectacular (laughs) so um so she likes that he invents things but she's angry with him that she ruined his news report yeah
2: yeah and
0: then he takes her back to his lair well, well. The, the,
1: first of all, there's the big reveal that the machine
0: actually
3: works, no. and it's
0: in the, the sky. The machine actually worked, and it was all the food is falling from the sky, yeah, and, it and it starts raining Perfectly food. formed hamburgers, like something you get out of McDonald's or In n Out
1: Burger. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, In n Out Burger. Oh, I haven't,
1: I haven't been to one, but that's, that's a deep cut for our, our UK-based listenership of two people. Well, I don't think I, either of the people who listen to us will have been, will have even I heard of in I only mentioned
0: it because I know that you've been out there. In-N-Out Burger is a California exclusive fast food restaurant, mm. which is just so much better than McDonald's, and it, it, it's it's very tasty. It's a, not that I would eat it. It's anymore a
1: Clockwork because... Orange themed burger restaurant, I believe. Bit bit of the old In-N-Out.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> a bit of the old in out in out eh? Mm.
1: They um. must have known when they called the restaurant that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what the? They must have read the Anthony Burgess novel.
1: <laughs> no, but they. I mean, they must have considered that In and Out couldn't mean that.
0: Yeah, In and Out Burger. Well, anyway, it's a damn fine burger. Only in California. I just figured because you've been to San Francisco, you would have tried it. Yeah, I. I mean, I wouldn't have heard of it at the time. Um, mm-hmm. Well, anyway, these perfectly formed burgers start raining from the Mm -hmm. sky, and he realizes, oh, I did it. I fixed the problem, which I wasn't even trying to fix. Yeah. It's just all a bit. And And then, oh, and then she's like, oh, this is the most incredible weather phenomenon I've ever seen. And I'm a weather lady, so this can make me famous. Yeah, yeah. So everybody just wants to be famous. Yeah, it's
1: just all
0: mutual back rubbing
1: ego <laughs> slime. This movie, it's just, it's, it's. Yeah. You know what it is? It's it's the, the mayor representing politics and the news, news lady representing the media. Yeah, and it, so it's politics and um, tech nerds and and the media all collaborating together to influence reality, and yeah, ruin and the life for everyone. Yeah, that's what absolutely. this movie is. That's a good take. Yeah, that's what I meant by this movie is leaky. I just don't. I don't think they intended that. That's what it meant at the time. But you watch it through that lens, and it's so obvious that it's just like, oh, all the people in charge of our society are just toxic, horrible people, motivated by Yeah, but by ego. the
0: movie definitely wants you to think of Flint as a hero, though. He's a, he's a, he's a lovable, like clumsy idiot. Like by the end of the movie, he he's the hero, but he's he's a monster if you really look at what he's done. Yeah. yeah. He's an egomaniac, like moron who's just invented this thing that's ruined the, the climate and. Okay, maybe he stopped it in the end, but well, oh boy. it's a kid's movie.
1: Mm. He had the he had the foresight. To fit a danger meter onto onto his machine.
0: That's right, which, a dangerometer.
1: Yeah, which which like ominously ticks up out of the green and into the yellow during the whole you know first second act through this whole bit of of you know the machine starts working and it's ticking along green in the da- in the green danger zone and then goes yellow and gets worse and worse and he takes less and less notice of it.
0: Of course, because yeah, he thinks that nothing bad will ever happen. Yeah. He's but uh, so... at, this, at this point, at
1: least, he's like, something bad could happen. I shall put a danger meter on my machine and yeah, and right. check it con- conscientiously. Yeah. So, you know... He's... So,
0: he's made this machine and it's making... Oh, that's right, the machine is now in the sky mm-hmm. and he's got another machine in his lab that he can communicate with the machine Yeah. with. And... So now he can tell it to just send whatever food he wants from the sky. So the mayor comes in and he's like, well, we can... You know, we can do business together. Mm-hmm. And he starts... Like, his first act is making it rain breakfast. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, the perfect eggs and bacon all coming down from the sky and toast. And the girl becomes suddenly becomes a really good newsreader and she's got these really bad puns you know like uh you may have heard of a meteor uh, meteor shower but i assure you you've never seen a shower meteor than this uh, yeah and so she's uh, suddenly a good news reporter now yeah And she's making bank with that and her reputation And the mayor is making bank because of uh the tourists are all going to want to come yeah see the food coming from the sky yeah his new heaven is
1: is is relaunch the town rebrand it (coughs) relaunch it, they rename the town and and they and they they have this they have this big ceremony that they're planning now where they're going to reopen the town and and it's going to be like a big food rain utopia thing Come to the weird town with the wet with the food weather.
0: Exactly, and they they have a catapult that fires any any food that has been discarded or uneaten that's landed on the street, and it's collected up and it's catapulted uh, um, to a a giant uh, kind of pile yeah. of 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 rubbish uh, over the mountains, and and she says it it kind of. It really felt like a real Simpsons joke, where she says to the camera, "The catapults, uh, fire uneven food out of sight and out of mind." Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so very snarky.
2: Yeah, you know? there's all these
1: om- ominous, <laughs> yeah, silly wink, wink, jokes about that. Later, they they say, "Um, um, and we pile the food up away on the far side of the island behind this presumably indestructible dam." Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we know what's gonna happen. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So that that so happens. And all
0: all the food that falls from the sky is just perfectly formed and perfectly coloured and textured, and it it just yeah. It must. This has got to be an allegory for GM crops. <laughs> and and all of the I wanted to say this earlier, like the burgers, just the idea of this of a burger falling from the sky. And it's perfectly formed. It looks like something in a McDonald's advert, mm. and it looks plastic, and just it, its so removed from what it actually is, which is ground beef. You know, it's—it's—it's mm. a—it's an a, a hamburger is an entity unto itself. It's its own. It's got its own character, and it, it, it and the father even you know talks about it you know the kind of the moral compass of the movie working class dad that just doesn't get what's going on and he says oh that techno food is no good for me kind of thing and i just think it's some sort of comment on the way that we you know package food nowadays and yeah it's all just so removed from where it actually came from and
1: what do you what do you feel about all the uh, the the
0: the, uh... Everything has to look perfect, mm. no blemishes or you know.
2: Mm.
1: What do you feel about like uh, lab-grown meat? That 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 whole thing that's kicking off at the moment. You know, in a few years' time, we're gonna all gonna be eating actual real meat that's you know, cruelty-free. That's... Wow. Because wow, that's what this is. Would you that. would you eat a hamburger that fell from the sky created? Um, by by some wizard I mean, wizardry. No,
0: I I just in my the thing is there's nothing I could say now that won't make me sound like a hypocrite because we're already doing it. But like it's just it's processed foods, right? Mm. I mean it, it just there's gotta be something wrong with it if it's made in a lab. Yeah. Like calculatedly manufactured but is it is it going to be any worse than maybe it can be manufactured in a way that it can be less dangerous than from an actual living being or I don't know that it just sounds creepy to me. I'd rather stick to a vegetarian diet.
1: I will. I will stick to my my God created God created natural organic uh, hemlock arsenic thing and and. And cyanide pills. <laughs> I, I don't know what am I talking about. There's a point. <laughs> but you in know, there you
0: know all these like uh, alter alternative meats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like the the Unreal Burger or whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah. I eat lots of that. There's got. I eat that too, but there's got to be. There's. I'm sure I wouldn't be surprised when we're old, like it's all going to come out that all of the stuff that they're. Making a, as an alternative to me is, is it can't be good for you like in the I, long run.
1: No, I can't.
0: It can't be healthy. Yeah, I'm I'm
1: positive. Like like uh, you know, you look back on a history full of like you know leeches and bone sores and you know for medicine and stuff. Just just half the stuff we do nowadays. Like like I swear, in like fifty years' time, we're gonna be like oh, turn. I'm I'm sure there was some TV panel show where someone said like oh it turns out we're all supposed to be living to two hundred but bread is poisonous and we never knew
2: <laughs> yeah <I'm> like, yeah <laughs> um. yeah. <laughs> um.
0: yeah but bread's just
1: so
0: uh, good <laughs> and then um,
1: yeah e- even if we find out there'll be there'll be all the all the bread chuds weren't there he'll be all like well i'd love to but I, i'm hooked on my bread
0: well have you have you seen the um the very good fake documentary carnage yeah by simon amstel yeah i have i loved that very funny <laughs> i just love it it's it, so for listeners who haven't seen it it's a it's a fake documentary set about 20 or maybe 50 years in the future where society is out of Necessity um, has moved on to become completely vegan, and everyone's vegan. And all the young people are just born into a vegan world, and they have uh, a kind of respect and love for animals. Um, And they they just can't relate to or understand why their parents, the older generations, used to eat meat, and the older generations are like ashamed. (laughs) And and they have these like support circles where you've got all these people sitting around in the circles like saying the name of a cheese that they once used to eat and they just <laughs> begin crying. It's like they're so sort ashamed of that they used to eat dairy. It, it's so funny. Um Yeah. yeah.
1: But I uh, so the other the other main thing I feel about this movie is is that it's, it's unfairly, it unfairly places the blame on society as though this is a societal-level problem, which, you know, some films successfully do about real societal-level problems. Like, I don't know, we talk about Wall-E a lot as, like, you know, the canonical movie where there's no bad guy, the bad guy is the system, and we all have to work to overcome it. And I feel like this movie tries to do that, and it is a bad take. There's there's, well, there's a <coughs> bit towards the end where Mr. T's character is like.
0: Oh, do you do you want to skip to the end or? Uh, uh no.
1: If you want. I mean, we could. It's it's just it it seemed to thematically fit in what we we're talking about, there, yeah, like yeah. like. Yeah, I I would be ashamed if you know in. Twenty years time we're all vegan and looking back and I'd be ashamed of all the cheese I was eating but it's all just there it's not all my fault there's a whole like culture and stuff around it and there are companies making the stuff and pushing it on me and telling me it's delicious so it's like yeah it's not. It's not. I'm. I'm not the hundred percent culpable one here as the consumer. And I. I feel like this movie is trying to say. That says there's this bit towards the end where Mr. T's character says, "Um. Look, you were all. Uh, th- this guy was making it rain food, but he did it. F- he did it for you on your order, and you should all be ashamed of yourselves for being so greedy." And yeah. yeah, and wanting to eat all the food. So it's your fault, really. And it's like, it's not, is it? <laughs> it's like... In- well,
0: I mean, it's definitely the moron that made the machine... I mean, he should go to jail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he shouldn't be allowed to fix the problem and redeem himself mm. and then get the hero's ending. But yeah, but th- th- this...
1: Th- I feel like this is a real thing, real life thing with real life consequences and, and analogues where if you're if you talking about climate change lots of people seem to think that climate change is like a well this is a societal level problem that you know is caused by us the consumers, us the ordinary people and we all need to pull together and, and change the way we live our lives mm. to change things and I think that's just a terrible read of it because mm. we individually have no power over this we we have no like like we just don't know any of the facts. We don't have any influence. Our choices do not impact the, the 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 climate in any meaningful way. the The people responsible for the problem and the people that need to fix it are the people the guys up top. You know, the tech chuds and the media and the politicians. And those are it just. I feel like there is a concerted effort at the moment from bad actors in all over the place, uh, uh, the media, politicians, oil companies, whoever, um, to make climate change into one of these problems that is, you know, we all need to come together and change everything, but Mm. they're trying to get us to forget that it was was them that got us here. (laughs) Yeah. it was it was bad it was bad climate misinformation and oil companies putting out false reports and and like smothering and 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 hiding all the real data and trying to wield influence in political office and stuff it's it's just it's so so unfair and incorrect to place to blame on people
0: yeah because of their yeah, I mean, you have an enormous corporation that like uh, plays on the, <coughs> um, I don't know, base desires mm. uh, of of a population, and convince them that they want something that's really bad for them and really bad for the environment. Yeah, uh, and then use all this uh, salacious advertisement and so on and then blame the people for wanting it. Yeah, no, I I get what you're saying, but also I I think it like making changes in one's life as an individual like can like has may not have a big change in the grand scheme of things, but
3: uh,
0: I I think there's a lot to be said about the the shift of the conversation of the dialogue mm. of what's of the, of the overton window of, the, of what's of what's culturally acceptable of socially acceptable and then and that does influence yeah eventually yeah. that does influence politics and that does influence and even the, the the people that are the the children who are in a family that are making a conscious decision to be vegan or or whatever it may be and and think about talk about these things mm-hmm. those children might grow up to to be the leaders of these tech companies, or...
1: Yeah, you hope so. Well, <laughs> you know, I mean, in reality, it's probably going to be Mark Zuckerberg's kid who's been growing up in a family of tech millionaires. Yeah, exactly. Billionaires.
0: They probably are vegan anyway, aren't they?
1: Oh, Bastards. Maybe, probably. No, um, wait, what do they have? They have barbecue sauce, don't they? That's vegan, that's fine. There a whole, yeah, there was a whole, yeah, um, was a whole thing
0: yeah no I, I i get what you're saying but then but that just to to kind of think well it's just a very kind of uh passive and it's quite a negative headspace to be in to just think well i i can have no i i can uh have no influence yeah on the world at all i I can't do anything
2: yeah
1: I think yeah there are things you can do but you're going to be realistic about the kinds of things you can do you can an individual can wield immense power in like a, on a community level in a room of people if you're good enough at speaking or or good enough at you know running an organization or something you can but yeah no one's going to solve climate change by taking the recycling out a bit earlier or separating the I don't know. Like, no, I, like d- I would I, think I would I happily I would happily drive an electric car if there was one affordable to me that was good and if the infrastructure supported it. But no one is interested in making that. So, you know, I have to drive the car I have. I have to have a car and I mean I don't have to <laughs> <laughs> I really want a car. So I've got... Motorhead. Yeah. Um, It's really useful having a car. But you can't... Yeah. um, Yeah. So you can't... Yeah. You can't blame people for eating meat when the supermarkets are full of really good, cheap meat.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. um, I I agree with you. I completely agree with your
1: point.
2: Yeah.
1: Um. Even though, even though I do, and I think that's murder, and anyone who eats meat is a, is a fiend, and will be the first against the wall when, when we take over.
0: <laughs> it's a radio headline, isn't it?
1: Um, it's a radio headline stolen from a Douglas Adams line.
3: Oh,
0: really? Yeah, that whole Douglas song Adams. is
1: full of um, Hitchhiker's Guide references. I did not know that. It's called Paranoid Android. It's 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 Mar- oh, Marvin from Hitchhiker's Guide.
0: I'm not a Douglas Adams guy. Oh, I've never read Hitchhiker's Guide. It's a good read. It's worth a read. It's good. Yeah, I remember you were really into it when we were kids, and I I think I picked it up, and I was like, yeah, this is stupid.
1: It's bait. oh um you could listen to the radio show. It's ve- it's yeah yeah you I mean it's... I saw the movie. The radio show is different, and the radio show is the original. The, the novel is based on the radio show, right? I think. And, and you know, it's like six episodes of half an hour. You can bang the thing out okay. in an afternoon. It's really good. It's a very good radio show. Okay. And it works better as a radio show as well, because it's, um, you know, it's silly, fanciful sci-fi stuff, and you can say anything and imagine it's there. Like, you know, the crazy man with three arms and two heads.
0: Yeah, yeah. <coughs> Do you want to finish talking about this movie? Nah. Or do you want to just leave it there? Are there any other bits?
1: That's basically it, isn't it? I think we've covered all the thematic stuff. Basically, the well, machine goes wrong and starts making bad food that is too big.
0: Well, it, the food's too big. The way that it drops out of the sky is so violent. and <laughs> I th- There's a lot of quite violent stuff in this movie that's really quite amusing. Yeah. There's... Um, There's a moment when, oh my god, he builds her, because he fancies her, so he builds her a palace out of Mm jello. And then he takes her inside and they bounce around. And then she tells him that actually she was a nerd, just like him, and that she had to, you know, change the way she looked to stop being bullied. So she had to make herself look like a pretty girl. And then she admits that she used to have to wear glasses. And he, without consent, <laughs> forces her to wear the glasses. It's just a really entitled, like, I want to see you in the glasses, so you're going to wear the glasses now, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. that. And then, um, and it's, in the whole thing reeks of him, like, of, you know, the, the nerdy, sensitive guy that, you know, just doesn't, you know, I like you without makeup. That kind of thing. I
1: thought it was a bit cleverer than that. I thought it was playing with that thing a little bit. Like it's not. It's not all the way convincing because all these. Because
0: because he he says he says, what's wrong with the way you look now? He gives her a scrunchie mm. made out of jello. He he puts her glasses on her without kissing, um, and then. And then he says, What's wrong with the way you look now? Smart and respectable as if she didn't look respectable before? Like what the fuck is that? It's a it's a joke. It's a
1: it's a joke about it's reversing the trope. You know the the, you know, the um what's the John Hughes movie with the you know, the nerdy nerdy girl who uh, Oh yeah, and they do the makeover. Yeah. Yeah, they do it's it's a reverse makeover. She's she's pretty makeover. and got hairspray and stuff, and he's he's. You're right. It's and ba- basically, makeover. all of those movies are you take you know you get a conventionally attractive actress, and yeah, and put and glasses her, yeah. on her and and put her hair in a ponytail, and that's a nerd now. And then you can have a glamorous makeover by removing the glasses and letting the hair down. So this is this is like reversing that thing. trope.
0: It's oh a joke. man, I'm such an idiot. But still, yeah, but but he still he still says that now she looks respectable. Yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> a, that's not... quite a loaded term. It is, yeah. It's... And she certainly didn't look unrespectable before. But I think like what the hell? I this think
1: there's just so there's enough there's enough other stuff here to make it yeah. that they're at least trying to like make him the bad guy. Make it clear that he's this toxic entitled guy. Like like they have this I'm running joke sure. where but... he thinks everything is lead into a kiss and yeah they have this running joke where he ends every sentence with closing his eyes and puckering his lips like like he thinks she's gonna just fall for him now yeah yeah and that's that's played for laughs oh and yeah the the jello castle is my favorite um joke of the movie as well where he like he's done this he's put this whole palace together for her and introduces it. And it's it an a,
0: insane amount of effort. Yeah, it's and an insa- he's, it's he's an made, insane he's... leap.
1: And my favourite joke of the movie is that he's um yeah he's he's jumping up and down in this jello castle, going, "Look, look, everything's made of jello. The piano is made of jello. The chandelier's made of jello. And I made you this sculpture with your face on it. And and she just like eyes the exit. <laughs> 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 There's an exit sign made of jello, yeah. and she just visibly looks at it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then she goes. Of course I'm going to join you in jumping around on all this jello. <laughs> but- I just, like, how many more films do we need to see? I mean, this is a kid's movie, and this trope is just so... <sighs> it's done. It's been done to death. Like, the the geeky, awkward, talented genius, young, straight, white guy... Who doesn't know how to talk to girls but he's got this incredible talent that no mm. one no one appreciates Right. Yeah, yeah. and he's going to prove the world and it's very and
1: incel vibes again
0: it's yeah yeah like it like incels are basically the heroes of like 90 percent of all cinema like in real
1: Just in real life he would frustrated try this. young men yeah in real life he would try this and she would go "Ooh, gross no what the hell this is way too much and yeah. he would go and like commit a mass shooting.
0: Yeah. I mean he's done worse though. I mean he's completely destroyed the 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 ecosystem like the yeah the, the weather system of the planet. Yeah. Bad bad guy. By making it rain GM, like enormous GM. Cross.
1: I wouldn't forgive him if it was me. I would I would be going after him for making it rain hot dogs on my house, and I'm a vegetarian, and, you know, that's not even the most offended anyone could be. I, uh, you know, <laughs> I can imagine, what if you're like a hospital, and it's like starts raining meat everywhere, and you'd have, you'd have good reason to be really mad at this guy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> they seem to I like how in restaurants they take all the ceiling, the like the roofs <laughs> off, and so it can just rain, and just the the the, the violence, like the, the 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 way that the meat falls so hard, it's really funny. <laughs> I think my favorite sight gag, which was, what did you call it, the 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 beta switch, no the
1: oh bait bait and switch yeah,
0: bait and switch yeah, the bait and switch um gag in the movie is when it's a global like catastrophe there's there's gonna be and the news reporter is saying this is gonna happen in new york this is gonna happen in paris this is gonna happen in china right so and the visually you're you're seeing this is gonna happen in new york and you have all these new yorkers in new york and they hear the news and they're like oh my god and they all freak out and this is going to happen in Paris, and you have all these French people in Paris just go, oh, my God, and then this is going to happen in China, but the visual is London, (laughs) and there's a single Chinese man in the middle of the screen just go, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty
1: good. But also, what a crazy weather system. What what a pattern. It wouldn't go like that, would it? It would go New York and then... It would have to cross the Atlantic Ocean, and it would pro- it would definitely hit London before it hit Paris, or at least it would hit Scotland or something, and then it would hit a bunch of places before it got to China.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: What kind of crazy circuitous route is this? Is this weather system taking? It's it's not remotely realistic. This movie.
0: Oh, another one of my favourite visual gags, in the movie is the, like the first time that it starts raining hamburgers. They have the montage of all the people. Like, it's the Steven Spielberg shot when, you know, a camera kind of tracks in on someone as they turn around, over their shoulder, they turn around and look up and they gawp, like, looking up. They gawk, is that mm. the right word,
1: gawk? Gawk and gawp, are both, oh, both. they're both, but, both perfectly acceptable. Gawping, exactly.
0: yeah. And they're, like, with their mouths open, you know, and it's a series of shots of people, like, turning and looking up and gawping. Um, like in the War of the Worlds or something. Mm. Um, And I think this movie like really it was really funny how it takes the piss out of that trope. Um, And it reminded me of a scene in Adam Curtis's documentary Hypernormalization. Have you seen that? Yeah, I have. So my favourite sequence in that is he's talking about I don't know, he's on one of his typical Adam Curtis tangents where he's saying something that kind of makes sense of lateral thinking you know very creative but you know i can never recall it because it's probably just bullshit but he's talking about how we're all all in a we were all all in the 90s we're all in a, a false sense of security globally like in terms of global global politics and we um were almost willing catastrophe to happen uh uh and and so that's why in the 90s there are just so many blockbuster films that feature like all out destruction of famous landmarks mm. and oh god i can't remember his reason the the kind of preamble into that but he basically goes into a montage of all the destruction sequences from 1990s action movies and it's it's the score is um suicide dream baby dream you know it's dream baby dream oh dream baby dream forever and ever oh you gotta keep that dream going baby yeah you gotta keep that dream going baby oh dream baby dream i'm and, not um, familiar with the song but yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> such a great beat it's like this uh, electronic <laughs> And anyway, and it's all the shots from 90s action movies of people like turning around and gawping like, you know, Independence Day, Godzilla, Armageddon. And then all the destruction, all the buildings come flying down, all the flames and all the... It's like an orgy of destruction. And the Chrysler building in Armageddon with, like, people jumping out of the windows as the building falls. And it's just so horrifying. And it's just... It's so extreme. It's like, Dream, baby, dream, baby, dream, baby, dream, dream, baby, dream. (laughs) It's an orgy of destruction. And then it just says... A tiny little, like, card at the bottom of the screen says, all of these films were made before 9-11. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. oh.
2: <clears throat>
0: yeah, the,
1: yeah, you wouldn't, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't make those a movie like that for, you know, for another 10, 50, I mean, I, what's the acceptable time frame? When did the first Avengers movie come out and there was a big, large scale attack on New York?
0: Yeah, but they don't show like massive. Do they show like iconic buildings being blown up?
1: I don't. Actually, I don't know. Oh, there's all these f- 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 fictional got the movies, fake buildings, don't they? The yeah. They've got the fictional. Oh no! Buildings. Avengers Tower is blown up. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah.
0: And they always make sure. Nowadays, they make sure that all the buildings are properly evacuated <laughs> first. <laughs> it's so lame. Uh, <laughs> um, <coughs> so, so what? Yeah, like they. That's it. Uh, He's responsible. Everything's gone wrong. The food falling from the sky is too big, hmm. and he's got to convince everybody, even though he's responsible for all of this and he's a complete, he's evil. He's just a terrible human being. Somehow the police officer convinces all of them, like you said earlier, that it's their fault because they wanted the food. They were too greedy, and they've got to let. They've got to evac. They've got to focus on evacuating the island while he. And his new girlfriend, and for some reason the baby mascot guy yeah. go in his flying car like up into the clouds to to fi- to destroy the machine. And um,
1: yeah, it's the weakest bit of the film. It's just sort of uh, the fu- the funny child celebrity guy has a shit arc and is just is is there for funnies and it's not very funny and.
0: Oh, and then you've got the Guatemalan doctor. That's quite funny. That's quite funny. Because it turns out that the camera operator, who hasn't spoken the whole movie, is from Guatemala, and he's actually a doctor. When they really need a doctor, mm. and he just says, "I am a, or, I am a doctor. Yes, I was a doctor in Guatemala." And he's got a very deep, kind of quite comforting voice. Mm. And it turns out he's a very skilled professional who's just immigrated to. To the U.S. to try and make a better life. So it's a nice like, it's two thousand nine. This is um, this is seven years before the the refugee crisis. Mm. So it's pretty cool to have that in
2: there.
1: And he does a quite a funny sort of, noddy winky joke where he's like, yeah, came to the U.S. for a better life, didn't? <laughs> Turned out great, didn't mm. it?
0: <laughs> didn't work out. Yeah. <laughs> so I like the Guatemalan doctor. Um...
1: But yeah and
0: then it's, they, they... oh yeah and he's, he's there's this whole gag with him like he needs to get his dad to email him the the kill code yeah. it's the same and it's a funny bit Like it's the same
1: bit you'd see later in the Mitchells versus the machines where you know it's funny yeah. how you try and get a boomer dad to try and yeah. try and do
0: well I, I related to that like trying to get my mom to email me something mm. and she's like I don't know how to do it yeah um and then the fucking scariest part of the movie the, the food starts becoming sentient. And then. And then there are a load of roast chickens that are sentient, are alive, and they start haunt, hunting them. Yeah. And then one of them eats the baby mascot guy. It's terrifying, and it reminds me of the scene in A Razorhead. Have you seen A Razorhead? No. It's so dark. There's just this really horrifying scene when he goes to dinner at his, like, girlfriend's parents' house and chicken is cooked, but it's this tiny little roast chicken, and, and he cuts it and it begins, like, spitting black blood out from between its little chicken legs, and it's just so creepy. Mm. It reminded me of that. <laughs> just the load of those chickens just walking around. Mm. On their bone legs. It's a razor-headed David Lynch one. Yeah, it's his first film. Oh, okay. It's great. It's about uh, a man's anxiety about his girlfriend being pregnant. Oh, okay. (laughs) So it's right up your alley. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, creepy film. And then, yeah, they blow it up or something or whatever. My favourite,
1: I I think this is like the weakest bit of the movie, it just sort of, yeah, they need a big action beat, so there's a flying car and stuff stuff to fight and stuff, but my favourite bit is that all his inventions have a sort of redemption kind of thing going on, where all the inventions from his dumb montage at the beginning um, sort of reappear at some mm. point, so he's, he had to make the flying car that didn't work, he had to make it again, and he's made that, and he uses the, you know, uh, shoe, spray on shoe spray to stop the machine at the end and yeah. block it up. Uh, the television with legs turns up, there's a funny sight gag where people are looting, because um, of all the carnage, and someone like, breaks into the TV store and steals a TV, and then the TV breaks into the st- TV store and steals a person. Oh, oh my friendly. god, I
0: missed that I missed that, that's great And
1: the best bit I I thought this is funny Was um, that he Like he blows up the machine or whatever And he falls out of the sky And he misses the flying car And they all land and they think he's dead But he turns up Carried by a big swarm of rat birds mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> like, like, oh they were useful And they do love him And they served their purpose after all it was worth it was worth all those yeah. <laughs> missing oh, oh. children
0: <laughs> because they saved this guy's life. So I guess the moral of the story is like we really should um tolerate and encourage uh entitled, impetuous, uh arsehole young, mm. like straight white dudes. Who um? Who just want to make toys and not think about the consequences? Yeah, I think
1: I think the message is, um, like, Zuckerberg and Bezos and Elon Musk—they all got us in this mess, but they'll get us out of it as long as we keep letting them have control and influence. <laughs> gotcha. um, so keep <laughs> keep buying stuff off Amazon keep yeah. keep going on f- keep getting your news off Facebook just carry on it's all under control we'll we'll get there <laughs> we'll muddle through guys
3: uh,
0: uh, <laughs> do you still use Amazon?
1: no, I haven't in ages i mean oh, de- well depending for what for um uh my work uses Amazon web services, so I kind of have oh. to do it for that um uh-huh. And that's absolutely massive. Also terrifying. All kinds of um, bad, bad disadvantages in having a cartel run the internet. You know, if anything goes wrong at Amazon Web Services, half the internet goes down. It's, yeah. So that's fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh boy. fair capitalism sure is uh, sure is running things pretty well. <laughs> uh, so
2: if you All if right, you're buddy.
1: feeling interested in something uh like vaguely encouraging, you can google elite panic.
0: <laughs> elite panic. Yeah,
1: that was that was something that I, it was a tangent I touched on in this movie. There was an episode of Behind the Bastards about it that was really So elite panic is the this concept that everyone imagines there's this popular idea that when stuff will go bad, like there is, you know, terrorists attack or there is a hurricane or a a twister or a flood or something, always in all the movies, everyone starts looting. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Everyone imagines there is this very popular conception of, like, as soon as an emergency situation hits, some kind of disaster, everyone will start going out for themselves and yeah. and it'll be every every man for himself kind of situation and the yeah. data of real life seems to be that people generally become altruistic in those situations some people yeah. sort of go to pieces and fall apart and can't do anything and but most people yeah you know, which is fine but most people like become Stoic and motivated to be like right. I will try and do the best thing for me and everyone. We will try yeah. and get through this.
0: So wh- where does the toilet hol- toilet roll buying uh, because frenzy that, fit into that, that, that
1: stuff comes from above? The whole popular conception of of you know we all ought to be looting and stealing stuff and every man for himself is what happens in the minds of the ruling classes that's uh that's this elite panic phenomenon because uh the people in charge yeah you know, if you own a store or something or own something important or you know if, or if you're a politician or a police chief or something um those people do have that mindset they imagine that everyone will start panicking and they also panic and start doing silly stuff like ordering martial law
0: or uh so the people that are actually looting and hoarding are the elites. Um that's what you're saying? or they're they're getting their
1: information from the elites at least. Ge- okay. but, but generally that doesn't happen. Sometimes sometimes, you know, that does happen. Some <coughs> people go crazy and do stuff, but, but the vast majority of So people-,
0: people started panic buying toilet roll because they were told by Rupert Murdoch that there's going to be a shortage of toilet roll. <laughs> Is that very basically what you're saying? Something like that, yeah.
1: I mean, I don't know if I'm doing the idea justice, but it's like...
0: I'll look into it. You said there's a Behind the Bastards episode, aren't Yeah,
1: it, it was like um, there are a bunch of cases of, like, you know, as a, there's a fire in a department store and everyone tries to evacuate in the most, you know
0: like orderly yeah, way The most
1: orderly way and i don't know the boss will come in and lock all the doors and insist everyone pays for their <laughs> their shopping before they leave and stuff like that um it's just yeah it's just silly so cloudy with a chance of meatballs is based on a book <coughs> apparently <laughs> really yeah
3: Oh, it's,
2: that makes sense. It's a, it's
1: a beloved children's book that is nothing like the film.
2: Oh. It's just,
1: a. from what I could gather online, it's just, um, it's sort of a, uh, you know, that, that bit in The um, the Princess Bride, is, is this whole, the whole story is a grandfather narrating to his gran- grandson, yeah. telling the story. Yeah. It's apparently that's it's that it's just it's just a picture book of granddad telling these kids a story about a place where it rains food, and it has uh, a weirdly titled sequel called Pickles to Pittsburgh. Mm. Um, so
0: you know, should have just called it a Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs Two. Yeah,
1: like the movie. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like the movie. Are you going to watch the sequel? Nah. But, um, <laughs>
1: do you know what else is based on a chil- on a children's book that I didn't realise? Uh, Jumanji. Jumanji oh, was a really? book first.
0: Oh, wow. Is that like a Rudyard Kipling? <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, it's um. I think it's from the '80s or something. It's it's literally, and it's pretty similar to the film, from what I could gather. I could I can only oh, see cool. a few pictures, but yeah, it's a board game where it comes alive, and wow. it also has a sequel. Um, called Zaphira, a space
0: adventure. Yeah, which they made into a movie with The Rock. Oh, yeah. So
1: yeah, it all comes together. Everything's got a sequel, and everything's based. And The Matrix <laughs> is also based on a children's book. Yeah,
0: um, Alice in
1: Wonderland. Uh, oh, it's a bunch. There's a bunch of stuff in The Matrix, isn't there?
0: It's all Alice a- in Wonderland. It's no?
1: all Alice in Wonderland, and and Akira, and Descartes, and uh, a bunch of stuff.
0: Um, Baudelaire. Yeah. Baudrillard.
1: Baudrillard. Baudrillard.
2: Baudrillard. Oh. Oh. Oh.
0: Oh. Symbol. Symbolic. simulation. Can it rest and cry
1: endlessly?
0: Lawrence. Lambert. Lambert Wilson. Oh,
1: not Lawrence Fishburne. Um. You know who has a great name? I looked up that movie you mentioned uh, before uh, the gods must be Crazy oh yeah and I cannot pronounce the name no one can uh it's it's you know you can search for it and stuff and it's basically but it's what do you mean the name of the movie? No, the name, name the name of one of the actors in the movie has uh, has a name that is in uh I think it's, uh Kosa? one of those languages that is like just doesn't have a massive internet presence so you can't really search i don't know how to search for it Mm -hmm. um and i don't know how to read it it's written down with a bunch of like clicks and stuff so i assume it's got it's one of those languages with clicks
3: right Um, (coughs) yeah
1: it's one of the first times i've like Mm -hmm. seen something written down and i can't like picture it in my head of how it's how it's pronounced yeah 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 it's re- it's oh. a very strange kind of thing for me to feel <laughs> <laughs> i hear sounds when i read stuff so i you know i need to
0: you're an unstoppable force that's made an un- immovable object
1: mm. my ego's right and checks my body can't cash
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's actually a line straight out of top gun isn't it yeah I think it actually is a line in Top Gun and then they just put it in Hot Shots without changing but it. Because it's funny enough on its own. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo, straight and checks your body again. All right, man. Let's do Citizen Kane next week. You you choose a good one. And I promise I won't challenge it
1: <laughs> or get you to oh, change it. I've got a few on the list. I'll have a think.
0: All right, cool. Garfield the movie? <laughs> <laughs> Um, hmm. Did you know that um, Bill Murray agreed to do Garfield the movie? Oh, is this, because he was. Is this the because, the
1: Ethan Cohen thing?
0: Yeah, because he saw it was directed by two brothers who were whose surname was Cohen, and he just assumed <laughs> wrongly. I
1: I would pay so much to see the Cohen brothers Garfield movie. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah
0: that would well have have you have you seen uh, have you seen Raising Arizona yeah but ages ago I keep meaning to rewatch it yeah love it so much that movie's a cartoon yeah John Goodman so good in that alright dude um I want to see them
1: hit an existing intellectual property I want to see the Coen Brothers Marvel movie or something
0: Uh, yeah I think you'll be sorely disappointed Uh, like with Chloe Zhao ugh
1: yeah. Did you watch the Eternals? I haven't seen it. Um, yeah,
0: looks disappointing. Oh shit! All right. Um, well,
1: can the chance of meatballs? It's pretty mediocre. It's quite funny. It's overwhelmingly right. mediocre and has bad takes on um, techno, uh, exceptionalism and climate change. And it's just bad politically all round. Um, but it's quite. It's funny. just a
0: couple of guys having a laugh yeah. on their way to making. Lego movie and Spider-Man into the spider man and there's
1: a bit where he goes around just nailing little kids in the face with snowballs oh man that's
0: fucking hilarious now that was funny yeah like the (laughs) when he it's just it's kind of nonsensical as well like why does he suddenly become a maniac with the snow with the ice cream snowballs it's just funny and it's it's in shot. He's like just a... nailing people. That that violence is so funny. Yeah, and it's shot like a like an action movie or something. Yeah, like it's, like and he it's... just nails that housewife in the face, <laughs> and she like slams against the kitchen counter. Man, that's the and biggest laugh And the kids all the fall over like they're dead. Yeah, like yeah, They just fall on the floor. <laughs> yeah, that's that's
1: some funny violence. <laughs> <laughs> all right, violence all right. is funny. Uh-huh. Climate change is your fault. Um, bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> See
0: you around, buddy. We are now on the Facebook and the Twitter. On Facebook, we are at Toonticks. That's T-A-L-K-I-N-T-O-O-N-T-I-C-S. And on Twitter, we are at Toon, T-O-O-N, underscore, ticks, T-I-C-S. Our Gmail account, where you can contact us to request films for us to cover, is TalkingToonTicks at
2: gmail.com.